Welcome to Life Beyond the Legend. And now your house, my daddy, Kenneth Nelson. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Life Beyond the Lens. I am your host, Ken Nelson, and that was my little dude in the intro. Look, I'm, I'm a proud father right now. Look, my son knows I, uh, I'm always working on projects in the basement. And so that day he was asking to come down in the basement with daddy and work on a project. And so I said, you know what, I'm going to take him in the basement and I'm going to see if he will... Um, record some stuff on the microphone for the podcast because he's always asking me did I work on the podcast today he's always holding me accountable and um so we came downstairs and and we did the project and that's my little dude on the mic doing the intro I think I might keep that intro what y'all think I think I'm gonna keep the intro it's just too cute but let's roll right into this episode I'm very excited for this one um on the show today I have Rocky and Janiyah Black, Blacksmith Enterprises, and we're going to be talking about their newest film, Turn of the Cheek, which drops um, on Vimeo. So uh, really quick, I'm going to read their bios for you guys. Um, first, I'm going to start with Janiyah. Janiyah is uh, the president and CEO of Blacksmith Enterprises, an entertainment infrastructure created to house all her creative projects. Janiyah Black is a passionate writer at heart. Um, in 2004, she wrote and published her first fiction novel, The Breaking Point, followed by her second release in November of 2006, as told by The Other Woman. And the third and final installment of the Prison Chronicles series, Beautiful Rage, The Break of Dawn, in 2008. Now, after a long hiatus, she released her fourth novel, Turn of the Cheek, in May of 2019, which was recently turned into a feature film like i mentioned earlier that's releasing this saturday now after teaming with her husband rocky black to create a trailer for the breaking point she then went on to write direct and produce several short film projects and released her first feature length film till death do us part in 2009 in the subsequent years she went on to complete a plethora of, of other stage and film productions that include The Breaking Point, Idol, I Am My Sister's Keeper, White Old Man Cheat, and Loud Pack, and most recently, um, before Turn of the Cheat, Warrior Pride, that was released in 2018. That was a feature film. Um, now, Rocky Black is a Michigan native actor and producer who has a passion and tenacity for making things happen. Now, he landed a role on um, the blockbuster hit Eight Miles starring Eminem, and after that, He's gone to appear in several independent film projects and has produced um, a lot of short films and feature films, um, including Why Do Men Cheat, Till Death Do Us Part, Company Policy, A Cold Dish, and The Breaking Point, and I Am My Sister's Keeper. Now, Rocky is um, they're currently celebrating their newest feature, The Turn of the Cheek, and their last feature was in 2018, Warrior Pride, which he produced and also stars alongside a, f a famed rapper, Trick Trick, national recording artist, Cheryl Pepsi Riley, and Young Buck of G-Unit. Um, so I'm excited to have them on the show. We get into a lot of things, talking about their movie, their movies, uh, talking about just what drives them and some of the um, inspiration behind the movies that they and the books. And uh, so sit back and enjoy this episode. What's going on, guys? What's going hey. on? Hey, hey, 
So y'all gonna be feeling good. You got a new movie coming out. Talk about that for a second. I mean, this is, I mean, you guys have multiple features under your belt. Um, I mean, you guys are doing, like I, like I was saying before the podcast, I'm like, it's, it's very, it's inspiring. It's admirable to see. It's not easy making a film. You know, it's not easy to make a, a feature film. Um, a lot of things going behind the scenes to make it happen. And so um, talk about, you know, this project really quick. Um, what, what, what was different about this one, Turn of the Cheek? Um, what was different about this project than some of your other projects? What would you all say? Just the, um, the weight of the story and uh, the fact that I've never worked with a child actor before. So that was very intimidating for me because I wasn't sure really how to approach it because I've worked with my kids in films and it's a little different working with other people's kids because I know how far I can go with my children, you know? So uh, it was really a great experience because the young actor Levi Jones, who plays uh, one of the lead characters in the movie, he, he just has such a, a huge grasp of, of his of what he's supposed to be doing and he takes direction very well he's a very very intelligent young man and so that was different and then in just dealing with the subject matter it was different because it affected so many people attached to it and in, in addition to trying to stay focused and and get to the meat of the script we were just having ministry all the time so it, it was just different in that way because it really the story really spoke to a lot of people and so this so how is it because you wrote a novel first of the same title actually the screenplay was first the screenplay and was first I, yes and i was overdue for a new book so i was looking at it like okay well i got this script here i might as well go ahead and you know just kind of expand the brand and go ahead and make it into a novel so i released the book first to set up the film okay okay and and did you depart from the screenplay i mean obviously when you write a novel you expand it more like you say you expanded the brand but like what's what are the differences i mean without giving too much away what what, what are the, some of the differences between the two because i mean that's i've never heard anybody somebody starting from the script first and then going into the novel it, it, it expounds more on the family's um, backgrounds in the book. You get to see more of their interaction with each other. Obviously, things that I, I can't couldn't show in the movie, you get in the book. It's just more detailed. You get more of the story, um, more of what the characters are thinking, their background stories, and all that good stuff. So, Rocky, I got a question for you because I don't think I ever asked you this. I know when we all met, I know uh, we spoke at, it was an event with... Um, Marshall. Marshall. That Trinity uh, event. Yeah, the Trinity event. This was like 2019, I think. Um, and with a Warrior Pride, you were a real, you were in real life, you were a basketball coach. So yeah. was Warrior Pride based, is it loosely based off of, of you? Is it based off, like, yeah. talk about that. Like, it's so, based, yeah. yeah, it's loosely based off my uh, life, yeah, my life story. So he's coached AAU basketball for over 22 years. And it was basically a look at all the different personalities that he's come into contact with in the players and also in dealing with the parents and mentoring all these young men who have come through his program and just seeing how uh, their lives are affected by their team life, their home life and, and all that. So it was, it was fun for me as his wife, watching him deal with all this stuff to, 
you know, it was an honor that he asked me to write it for him because um, he, he goes through a lot running a program like that. He, he has a very big program, so uh, that was fun. Yeah, no, it's, um, I mean, she pretty much summed it up, but, uh, you know, to, to, to be an actor and to, and, and to play the, you know, the coach in the movie, uh, even though it was my story, it's still, you know, it, I still had to get, I want to say I had to get in the character, more or less than anything, remember the lines and delivering how you're supposed to, you know. Um, the easier part was me being very familiar with the character, because that's anything as an actor, which I'm an actor too, is getting into that um, character. So that was the easier part, but still, you know, it ain't like you can say what you want to say. You still got to go by the script just about, you know, um, for, for editing purposes, every, you know, all that. So, um, so it was, uh, it was, it was a challenge. And, um, and then, you know, I just feel like I'm, you know, I was, I really respect Janae as directing. I think she's um, phenomenal at it. Um, And, and, you know, that's, that's the thing is you gotta, um, everything that we do, you, you know, you, uh, you know, some people um, do things that's not their strengths. Um, so, um, or, or maybe they're calling or something. So it was, you know, she didn't go to school for this. We ne- neither one of us did. Um, and it was just something that the opportunity came and we took it and rolled with it. So, um, and now, you know, here we are today. So, uh, yeah, but now Warrior Pride is, it was, um, some always wanted, she surprised me with it, you know, um, and the rest was history, you know, like. It almost seemed like it would be hard to play yourself or character, you know, based off of it, because, you know, it, it seemed like it may be easier to jump into a character that you're not connected to in that way. It seems like you, you, you can't see, or sometimes we can't see ourselves, you know what I'm saying? And so I feel like it would be very difficult for me to go into a film and play myself. Did you run into that issue? And Janae, like when you were directing him, I'm sure you were, I mean, cause you had that objective kind of viewpoint, but then you know him really well too. So where you kind of remind him of things like of, of quirks or things that he has, or talk about that dynamic. It, it, it was, it was a, it was a challenge because at first I didn't know if I wanted to, to direct him because just of how how I direct and us, how we both work. And it was like, okay, I want to make sure that when we get done in rehearsal, we still like each other when we come home from <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> rehearsal. Please. It's like, okay, you have to be able to turn this off. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't want you, just because we live together, to be on me about this all the time. Like, I, I want to be able to, to separate you know, sometimes we had our moments. Yes, we did. And then, you know, and, and then, like you said, pointing out quirks and stuff, because he'd be like, I don't do that. Like, yeah, yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it was, it was a great experience, though, because I, I, while I was nervous going into it, I'm glad we did it because it, there was really nothing to be nervous about. Because even though we did have our moments, I think we learned a lot about each other. And uh, we always push push each other past our comfort zones anyway. So it was a learning experience and it was fun at the same time. And for me getting, you know, uh, playing myself, it actually, you know, it wasn't bad at all. Um, I normally don't like 
watching myself on the big screen and I, I, I enjoyed myself watch, you know, I enjoyed watching this movie, but normally I don't like, uh, I don't know. I don't like watching myself, but this one I did, it was, you know, I thought it was cool. So. Um, oh, he would be giving me the flux sometimes. <laughs> he, he, he'd be like, okay, we need to, do we need to do that again? I'm like, no, I got what I needed. He'd be like, but I don't feel like I, I'm like, I got what I, trust me. Yeah, <laughs> I got what I need. <laughs> <laughs> Though you got in, the messages in your films, there's a, you know, they're all dealing with, um, there is a, a spiritual um, overtone, but at the same time, like it's grounded in reality. Like I think sometimes, you know, you may watch films that are Christian films and it is just, you can't, like I personally, I watch some and I'm like, I can't really connect with this because it's like, either either like the bad is like really bad it's like okay come on and the good is like it's no there's no like reality to it sometimes and so i love that about your film because you have the messages that's in there and it hits you and then but you're still like you can relate to the characters and you relate to the situations and so talk about at this like when you guys first began to approach the films was this intentional that you guys kind of discover this along the way like this is our style this is how we want to tell our stories um talk about that how you discovered your 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 style well well as far as like you know our first movie was Till Death Do a Spark so it was like a suspense thriller you know um and uh or suspense drama suspense thriller yeah and um and it's just just after that God, you know, moved in our heart, you know, as a ministry, like people as a church and ministers, this was going to be our ministries. Is, is, uh, and that's what we, I mean, when we pick stories like this, this movie, we were supposed to do someone to watch over me. And I was actually probably going to star in that one too, um, which we're still going to do. But I was excited about doing that one. But when I read that, and that was written way before um, we even did, you could see the trailer to someone to watch over me because we were trying to shop it for a budget back like six, seven years ago, maybe even eight. Um, and uh, so that one was already done. We were planning on doing that one next. But when she wrote this turn of the cheek, I said myself, I said, no, God is saying we need to do this, you know? And so, um, so when we, you know, when we go into, you know, picking movies, it's, 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 uh, we, we feel strong is what God is telling us to do at the time. Well, when we started out, because I write crazy yeah. stuff. <laughs> I write crazy very, very well. And if anybody has ever read my books, they'll tell you, like, my mom has had to call me on a couple of my things, like, what is wrong with you? Like, why are you writing this stuff? And so that was kind of the direction we were going as far as just writing whatever came to mind. But then in growing in my spiritual walk, I was like, okay, I have this gift and I need to make, if I'm going to be putting stuff out there, I need to put out something with a message. Mm -hmm. And while, like you said, I, it really uh, blessed me that you said that, that you can relate to my characters in, in our stories because I want to tell real stories. I don't want to tell cheesy, um, you know, after school type stories because mm -hmm. they don't have to be that to be ministry movies because, right. you know, I want to reach people who don't know Christ mm -hmm. in a real way that they can relate to without being disrespectful with it if you get what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. I, I feel like you can, you can tell a great story without being, having all the elements that society says you have to have to have a great movie. Like you don't have to show all the sex and all the gore and all that to tell a good story. No, no, that's great. You guys mentioned something um, in, in the answer you said seven, eight years ago, you, 
you were looking to to um, shop the movie you you just mentioned, Rocky. But so I want to. You guys have been doing this for a while, and you were doing. You've been doing it before. Like I came onto the Detroit scene just recently. I mean, I grew up in Detroit. I'm from Detroit, but I was. I really. I was an actor, and I was on stage, and I didn't really do anything with. I always wanted to do film, but I just never did anything with film until recently, honestly. Um, and like Brenda was my first feature in 2018, and so that's when I kind of came back onto the Detroit scene. But like you know, meeting people and talking to folks, I mean, and their people have been making films there for a while, and you guys are kind of in that early um, group that were making films back when it wasn't easy. <laughs> talk about oh, talk about because like now we got access to to platforms for distribution, and you know we got better cameras that are cheaper now. You know, editing software, but talk about that like making films. Or, or, you know, back then when it was difficult to get it out and to, and to, to you know, get them made and get them seen. Well, we were blessed with um, some veterans um, who really liked what we were doing on our first movie, uh, Till Death. And, um, and, you know, that helped us out. Um, and, you know, probably, um, you know, the biggest thing with that movie is, is we wish we'd had a, um, a really good sound person like we do now. Um, but, and you know, there's a couple, you know, a little other things here and there, but overall, I felt like it was still a good quality movie um, to, to, you know, to show, to, you know, for everyone to view. But uh, what we will say is also with, like you said, with the streaming and everything, we definitely were robbed with that movie from the distributor. Mm. You know, we got, we got robbed, raped, whatever you um, want to call it. And, um, you know, to this day, that movie is, when you look on their site and they've been around forever, that distribution company and um, the where what number three or four all time money maker for them. And we've seen wow zero dollars. But start starting out, like you said, back in 2004, was it? Yeah. Um, we had our Panasonic DVX camera. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and um, like you said, we were blessed to work with veterans who you know, they're like, okay, well, I have some lights. I'll bring my lights. Or, you know, at that time, the Detroit film office was downtown. We could rent the lighting kits and anything else we didn't need, you know. Uh, But the barter and trade system was really important, you know, because everybody had that one little piece. And when we we found when we all came together, we could get it done. And nobody was looking to get paid. They were just like, hey, we want to get it done. So just make sure we eat good. You know, mm-hmm. so that that was a huge blessing. So you two, you said you didn't go to school for this, but so did you always have an interest in getting into film? Did one of you or did both of you um, talk about that? How did this all begin? I mean, you know, in high school, I did a couple plays. I, was, you know, liked to act, but it wasn't nothing. It was just like a hobby. After high school, never thought about it again. And then um, I think and I did take a drama class in college, though. Uh, my first year, I only went to school um, for half of a year. Um, so, but now it wasn't nothing we really thought about. And then when uh, they did the open call auditions for 8 Mile, I went down there last minute after church. They wasn't going to let us. There was like four of us left. They told, nope, no more people. We got ready to leave. And the guy came back out and was like, hey, I'm going to hook you all up. Come on in. Then I waited a month, and then I got called. And then, you know, started out as an extra, then they picked me for a role, you know, oh, a small wow. role. And, um, and then I, I love, I love the part of being on there, what, 
13, 14 days and watching them make the movie. That really intrigued me and that got me going. Mm -hmm. After I was done, I'm like, man, I want to get going with this, you know, and just just kept going, you know. Yeah, so. he started with that around the time that I had written my first book and I had already always been a writer. That was always like my purest form of um, self-expression. And then after he read my book for me, because I would give him chapters as I was getting done with it, mm -hmm. he's like, this is really good. We should turn this into a movie. And so after that, we just kind of just started getting out and networking with people and seeing, you know, who we could get to help us. And it just kind of took off from there after we did the trailer. Um, you know, we were very jaded thinking we were going to land a, a million dollar budget on our first film and get Jada Pinkett to play the, <laughs> the lead role. And this is going to be an Oscar winning film, you know, and then we got our reality check. But by then it was like, okay, we really like doing this. We figured out some things. And then, you know, from project to project, we just kept getting better. It was like a snowball. We kept picking up mm -hmm. more, more professionalism, more casts and crew members. And so now it's just like a big family that we do projects with all the time. Yeah, and, and that with um, with uh, her first book that when we, we actually got a chance to meet with Jada Pinkett and Miguel Nunez and uh, Ty Mock, um, we also got messed around on that one too. So we, we learned, I mean, you know, it was like a $1.3 million budget. The guy was it was close to having it. Um, someone that we personally trusted was was um, really good dude and um, and um, whatever happened when it was time to go to the bank to, to do our deal that that day that was supposed to happen we'd never return a call I mean well he did a couple of days later hey something happened got a you know a few more um give me a few more days to get the other 250 but he was even showing us that the money was in a in a account in account oh, wow. once he got everything then we were supposed to do the deal so it wasn't like we had no um, contract with him. We, we were just hoping he'd get the money. And then we never heard from him again. But y'all got that close. So I thought when, tonight when you mentioned Jada Pinkin, I thought it was just like, you guys were talking about it. Like saying, this would be great. So you guys actually got close. Yeah, we got we, to talk to her. We got <laughs> to talk to her and, you know, cause we thought we had this money coming in. Like she used to be in a, a death metal band or something like that. Yeah, Wicked, Wicked yeah. Wisdom or something like that. So we actually drove out to Pine Knob and sat through this concert. <laughs> oh, wow. Cause I had my little package together and I was just like, we got to get to her. And I gave it to her and everything. And I was just like, you know, yes, this is going to happen. But I'm thankful that it didn't yeah. because we, we've never had that kind of money. Mm -hmm. And I think that that has led us to where we are now because we, I honestly feel like we do quality product and we've had nowhere near a million dollars to do it with. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we ever would have learned that had we yeah. started out right. with that big budget. Yeah. Yeah. They say sometimes you may get, I, I don't know what the saying is, but I know it goes something like this. Like you, you, you may get what you ask for and you're not ready for it. You know, exactly. it, can exactly right. you. it can destroy you. Um, now, so how did you all meet? How did we meet? <laughs> yeah. Well, once upon a time, there was a store called JW in <laughs> Westland Mall. You remember that store? Or you see that? Yeah, yeah, I remember JW. <laughs> I was in there minding my business and he came in harassing me and stuff, you know. <laughs> you know, the, uh, Ken, the thing about it was me and my boy, we were, uh, we, we were going to Schoolcraft College playing ball. Mm -hmm. And we we had apartments out here in Westland, 
and it was like five o'clock on a Sunday, and you know tomorrow closes at six. He was like, man, what, what can we do? I said, man, we can go up to the mall right quick. Went in, went up there. So that was, what do you call that? That was by chance. What is Imagine. it? Like, you know, yeah, and so then when we got there, we walk in by her store. I'm looking in there. She's grinning ear to ear Why? when she sees me. Why? I mean, like, Why? just cheesing. Like, she just met her future husband. Well, and I so, did work on commission, though. So, yeah. And I walked by, and then I told my boy, I said, dang, man, she was fine. I said, we need to go back and talk. I need to go back and talk to her. So we went in there and talked to her. She tried to sell me some clothes at first. But still, she grinning from ear to ear, like, hey, he is just so fine. <laughs> you know what's crazy, though? We had a mutual friend that had yeah, been trying to hook man. us up. Because I met him, like, summer that I graduated from high school. And we we had a mutual friend that had been trying to hook us up since I was in, like, 11th grade. Mm -hmm. And we ended up meeting She on came to my football game every day. Didn't get to meet me. Yeah, well, you know, I wasn't there for you. It wasn't. It wasn't time. <laughs> it, yeah, it was not time. Everything happened the way it, a good reason why it happened the way it happened. But the first time we talked on the phone, we were on the phone for, like, five hours. Wow. And she's not a phone person. I'm not a phone person at all. Look, we was on the phone for three of them hours and he couldn't even remember my name. Like three hours into the and call, he's like, I'm sorry, what's your name yeah. again? I was like, should that's, I hang up? Yeah, Ken, that's how bad I was. And she was in love. Oh, wow. <laughs> Whatever. But we were only together for six months before we got married. We've yeah. been together for 25 years. Six months. Wait, 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 wait. Y'all was talking for six months before you got married? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, like, and I can see, like, you guys got great chemistry. You guys got, I mean, I mean, I've, I've known you out for a short time, but seeing like this, you all together and in the work, you gotta, you guys gotta have, you know, um, good chemistry, good dynamic, a good, a great relationship to, like you say, film is hard to do something like this is tough. And I'm just learning. My wife and I have started to work more closely together on these last projects because she saw where I was just like, I needed help. Let me tell you, when, when, when Brenda came out after the whole, you know, you do the premiere and you, you do, do all that is all fun and stuff. And you come down off that high. I'm like, uh, how are we going to get this movie? Out of front of people? And shout out to y'all. I look like, seriously, I don't think, I don't know if I ever think y'all enough. Like I know the conversation we had at, um, the event, uh, Trinity event, Rocky, you were like, oh, yeah, check out uh, Indie Rights. And I had never heard, like, at that point, we were just um, screening and film. Yeah. And, and you brought up Indie Rights. I had never heard of them. And then that all worked out, you know, great. And so, I mean, that's just thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for that. Because I don't know if I ever would have found out about Indie Rights at all. And they picked up the film. And, and that's been great, a learning process to really see um, how to get it out in front, how to distribute, how to market it, you know, how to understand that whole aspect. And she's come in, my wife has come in and 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 helped out tremendously with that. And so I just wanted to say that, man, because I don't think I ever thanked you all for for just, people don't like to share stuff sometimes, you know, yeah. like they, they keep things kind of, they hoard information and stuff. And so um, I was just shocked and I'm like, oh, that was like a big share. And so um and it was a blessing so thank you thank you thank you yeah. but no um talk about i mean as a couple for real like working together this for other couples that may be listening to this too like how have you all been able to work together so long i mean you have kids like you you you've worked 
jobs and you, you're making films and all the things that come along with life, you know, how are you able to, I guess, balance all those things and put, put projects out? I think we just have figured out a way to find balance because, um, I don't know, are you, are you and your wife kind of like opposites? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I, I think that when they say opposites attract, because I, I think that, that that's really how things work, because he's very, um, he's the high-strung go-go, like he's the social butterfly, he's the deal closer, he's the talker. I'm more so like the calm, laid back, you know, try you to figure day. stuff out type <laughs> person. So I, I think that we really balance each other out in that way and as far as our kids like we've been doing it since they were younger so we you would see us with our kids on set like our daughter be doing the clapboard son you know go move that light you know they got to be with us so it's like you gonna learn today <laughs> so, uh we we just were blessed in that way and as far as like how, how we do it i don't think we think about it we just do it we decided you know this was something that we wanted to pursue so you know after work okay let's figure out how we gonna shoot this weekend and then it got to where, okay, we'll schedule our vacation time around when we want to shoot things, you know, so. Yeah. Because the good thing with independent film, you know, we're we're able to, we're getting movies done in 13, 10 days, now nine days this next one. So we found out a formula to, you know, cut down. And at the same time, um, you know, um, cutting down on the days, but not making a movie like Tyler Perry did in five days <laughs> with the messed up wigs and all <laughs> nah, Shouts out to Tyler. Nah, nah. <laughs> We're making a bad movie nah. and got all that money. <laughs> but, all that uh, money. Yep. Yeah, but no, nah, so, um, no, nah, but like she said, we don't, we don't really think about it. We just do it. And we both can be headstrong. She more than me, but we both have a, um, a taste of the way we do things, but the, the 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 trust is so like in our mirrors. Trust is that's one thing she hit me with from the jump was I'm gonna trust you till you give me reason not to. On that for a whole night, Ken. I'm like, where I'm from, there's no trust. <laughs> I mean, the way I grew up and stuff. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, she taught me that there, and so. It's just like that, um, you know, the trust on set. Because we trust me, we have our moments, but that we have a clear understanding of our goal and where we're trying to get to. We have a lot of passion for it. And we know if we don't push each other, it's not going to be the best thing possible. Mm-hmm. And our whole our, our whole cat, uh, crew is like that. We communicate with um, God has blessed us with a heck, heck of a crew. And they know how we are. Like, um, you know, we, we like to have fun, but it's about getting the job done. We're going to push you to your limits. Because mm-hmm. if we're lazy, we all can be lazy. And when you get lazy and you let people be lazy, you're going to see it in the finished product. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. more. So, you know, but, yeah. No, nah, but it's fun overall, man. It's, <laughs> now, how long did it take you all to get, like, in, like, say you're on set or you're doing something. Even before you're on set, you're, you're, you're in pre-production. And... You may have an idea, Rocky, about something, and now you may have an idea about something. And when you're pushing the other person, it may not feel good, you know? Um, how how do you get past that point? Like, I think sometimes I, I get stuck in it. This doesn't feel good. And you know what? No, I'm not, I'm not having this. You know what I'm saying? Or the opposite, the other way around. But 
how do you break past that point? Is it the bigger picture or, or what? Well, not how did you break it past? How did you guys learn how to work through those things? Um, in all honesty, he helped me out a lot with that because I'm very stubborn, especially when it comes to okay. the stuff that I write because, you know, I, as a writer, you probably understand you're close to your stuff. Mm-hmm. And so um, I had to learn how to be a little bit more flexible. There's certain things that I'm just not going to bend on. But sometimes like when we come to that impasse, it's like we have to sit down and say, okay, we have to step outside of our circle and look at the big picture, what's going to be best for the production. Mm-hmm. And then at that time, it's like, okay, we have to put pride aside or whatever and do what's best for the project. And it's much harder for me than it is for him. But it, it has been a learning experience. And over the years, I've gotten better at it. I'm still not perfect with it because, again, like, I'm not, I'm not an indecisive person. So, like, 99% of the time, I already know what I want. And sometimes it's hard for me to take other people's input because I already have a vision of how I want things to go. But I have learned how to be a little bit more flexible. And the thing with her is what's, what's, what blows my mind is she makes – very good short books, but very long good movies. So I don't know how that happens, but now the thing is with um, with Turning the Cheek is Warrior Pride being longer. We actually did uh, a study before we did Turning the Cheek, reading the script, like the whole thing through, and it came out to like an hour and like 40 minutes, I think, mm-hmm. and ended up still being a little over a two-hour movie. You know, and so that, you know, that was like, wow, how did that happen? You know, so, um, we, you know, we learning how to even like with that, cut it down some, but uh, they start out like two hours and 50 minutes. <laughs> like, like, you gotta cut some. I'm like, no, you all gotta stay. You need all of it. <laughs> like, oh, no. I understand. No, you, you said something about when you like, especially with the writing, some making certain choices or changes. Um, I guess this may be a two-part question. So the first part is when you're writing something, because when you're dealing with um, movies where you have heavy spiritual overtones, um, but then you're dealing with situations that can get grimy, how do you know where the line is? You know what I'm saying? Like you say, you don't want to be disrespectful. How do you determine where that line is? Because I'm like, okay, if Jesus is watching this, <laughs> like, am I going to feel something like I should? No, but um, I, I look at it from the standpoint of, because we know that the Bible has racy stuff in it. Mm-hmm. It's like, they tell you what's going on, but it's not explicitly vulgar. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like my measuring stick. It's like, okay, how can I tell this part of it without being inappropriate with it? That's good. And, and with me, she, you know, especially if we're doing the film together, she helps me with that because, like, you know, you, you know, you said from the jump how our f- films are uh, faith-based, but you said, like, it's real story. Like, it's, mm-hmm. you know, you keep it kind of real. I don't mind keeping it real to the fullest. Mm-hmm. Like, if, say, for instance, I always use this example. If a girl, um, it's like the girl that's uh, in a, um, IG sensation from Detroit. I don't know her name. Um, she's she she used to be in the street like, like like out there. Mm-hmm. And um, so my thing is, say for as a, a, a person that used to be a stripper and found God, like I don't 
if I if the movie calls for that, I want to show the real stuff mm-hmm. and how she transformed, or or if there's a guy whoever transformed because I want to keep it real. Mm-hmm. Where she say, you know, no, nah, you don't have to show all that extra stuff. And I'm just like, well, dang, if she was, and we haven't done that, a stripper, you know, if it, I was just giving that as an example, some that that far off. Uh, but but we would show like if somebody was drinking, being an alcoholic, or I don't see the big difference, and she does, so we have to kind of balance it out. The, the main know? thing to me is like, you you notice how movies now, you always gotta have a sex scene in it. Right. That's not necessary. Yeah. It's not necessary. You can, you can exhibit intimacy between a couple by just, you know, maybe they kiss and then, you know, it, it goes to a pulls out from a door closing you know what's about to happen you don't have to show it Mm -hmm. and that's what i'm talking about it's like you can be realistic with your storytelling without being vulgar i mean no that's no and i and and i don't even think i shared this story ever about i vow like but there um publicly but there was um i had to rewrite the ending of my episode and I was like, I don't want to rewrite this. And, you know, the two characters, the original ending was after the whole situation um, with the friends, they go and and they actually, you know, they consummate the moment, right? And and I was looking at it like, yo, they they just had this experience and they've been separated, you know, kind of emotionally from, from each other. And now they're feeling, they, they're feeling those sparks again. And why not? The third episode, um, the, the one with the divorce, like the director of that one, I had a conversation with him and he said, well, you know, I get it, but because of your message, you have a great message at the end. There may be somebody in the audience that they're not mature enough to, to handle that scene and the whole message is going to go out the window. And I was like, yo, that stuck with me. I like what you're saying about how you said there are things in the Bible, the Bible we can get really, you know, there's some stuff that was going on. It was crazy. Um, but you get the point without it being. Well, let me ask. Right. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, because you're an actor as well, right? So, and, and you're married. So, does your is your wife okay with you like having kissing scenes, love scenes? Is she cool with that? So when we first started dating, she, <laughs> she was like, she said, if you if you're doing acting full time and you're in a movie and and there's sex scenes, I don't approve of it. But it was funny because I was in a play and I had to kiss this girl in the play and we were dating and like she came and sat right in the front row and I was like nervous. Definitely. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, you sit right here and I got to kiss this girl. But I think that was like the extent of it. She was like not comfortable with that. And so it was a struggle because I'm like, if I'm going to act, man, that's what if I really want to do this part and that's a part of the story and it's like not explicit or it's not... um it's not gratuitous for the sake of being gratuitous. It's like actually moving the story forward. I know sometimes people can use that as an example. I mean, as an excuse saying, oh, it's moving the story forward. But I'm like, mm, no, no, it's not necessarily moving the story forward. But in some cases, it's like, yeah, it is moving the story forward. I, I just, I don't know. But she does, she wasn't for it. Okay, so let me tell you a story. <laughs> he had a scene well okay because we had when he got into acting we had a conversation he was like would you you know are you okay with me i was like no you can't do love scenes but i'm okay with kissing mm-hmm. i was like i i i think i can do kissing the next movie that he had 
he had like a kissing scene in it and the actress that was playing his love interest was my best friend. Oh. So <laughs> they had to, anyway, I'm still not over it. <laughs> so it came back, I was like, okay, time's out. I'm not okay with it, you can't. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't want you to do it anymore. He was just like, but I wanna act. I'm like, well, you can act, but if it calls for that, I don't know what to tell you because I'm not comfortable with it. And I'm like, and if you do it, I'm gonna become an actress just so that I can show you how it feels. <laughs> hey, yeah, because of Warrior Pride, <laughs> when I was so blown away when Katie came over to for the first um, uh, talk about her playing a role, and Janae just was like, I, I, however she said it, she's like. I don't want my husband really kissing you. And I'm just sitting there like, did she just say that? Like right in front of me? She can have a private conversation with her, like right in front of me. So so the first time we had to like, cause you see as all our stuff was like a little peck or something. Mm -hmm. And so, cause I told her, I said, I still want it to look real. I won't do it, Janaea. And then, you know, of course the ending scene, that's, that was real, you know, the way the camera like, stuff. That's what camera angles is for. <laughs> but but true true story, right? You're a man. Mm -hmm. You can't control how you react when you're acting out those situations, right or wrong. You know, well, I never really, you know, done a movie where I was. But that's what the tape is for, though, right? They they you know the, the tape they they uh. Well, those, they, they put that. <laughs> you cannot control. <laughs> How you gonna react in those situations? Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. Enough said. We Yo, ain't somebody, yeah, I mean, some of these scenes can be out of control, and I, I, it is funny. And real talk, though, I mean, it's like you watch some of these movies, and you're like, how can you? You say that's just acting, but who says it? It was somebody. I can't remember who said this. It was so great. They said that your your brain and your body, they don't know that you're acting. Like you, you know, you well, exactly. your, your brain, you know that you're acting, but biologically, the, the biology takes over, and exactly. your body can't tell the difference. And that's and so all. It can be strange. It 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 can get very strange, you know. Um, so it's just you know, I, it it's it's tough, and I, I always wondered about that, like with actors, and I'm like, man, that is like, that's a crazy real looking <laughs> scene right there. Hey, like, hey, Ken, true story. Well. I was in another movie and um, and the girl that I was uh, going to be making out with in the bedroom, she literally wanted her boyfriend to come up there and watch. That's just weird. Yeah, I was like, what the heck? You don't know. I wouldn't, if my wife, if I was even okay with her, I don't want to see it. You know, yeah, this is, yeah. No, I had an attitude. My wife wanted <laughs> to see it. That's, her, I fault. That's her fault. <laughs> and I had told him he could do it. I was like, no. Like when I asked you, we had anyway. to, we got, we auditioned, me and her best friend. And um, we both got picked for the same part. I had to come home. She had to come home and tell, ask her husband, is it okay? I thought Janelle would say no. And she was like, yeah. I'm like, I'm going to swallow my tongue. Like, really? <laughs> like, <laughs> But even like with Turn and Cheek, we have um, this, the the people that play the couple in the movie, they're married. Mm -hmm. And so I don't ever want to put people in a position to where it's, 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 it's making them 
look bad. You know what I'm saying? Right. And um, so I always kept that in mind. So I'm just like camera angles. We can we can work it out because yeah. I'm a married woman. I know how I feel about that. So I keep that in mind. You know, I I think we do a good job of making the stuff look real. It's a very very touchy subject. <laughs> it is. Yeah. So if you need a male white actor. And you're looking at Rocky, he's not allowed to kiss anybody. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to put it in the contracts. It's in the contracts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you just won't let her see it's, it. It's, I feel like it's like using somebody else. Somebody's using my toothbrush. You know, I'm just like, <laughs> 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 wow. That's, oh, man. <laughs> so, talk about, I mean, the new film, Turn of the Cheek, and what. Are you all hoping that um, this film would do the message that it would send out to people um, that watch this? What are you hoping they walk away from watching this film? I'm hoping that this film will spark in people that watch it that if they have any situations in their life where they're struggling with um, unforgiveness or the inability to forgive somebody, that it'll it'll touch their heart and and allow them to to either repair that relationship or at least be able to tell that person, I forgive you. Mm-hmm. Even if you, you know, you go your separate ways, just be able to let go of that, that hatred that, because it, it's such a heavy weight to carry. And at the end of the day, it's like, God forgives us every single day, you know, That's for real. things that we do. And we're called, we're called to do the same thing. So it's like, if we don't forgive, we can't be forgiven. So I really hope that that's what people walk away with. They just examine their relationships like, you know what? Life is too short. I'm not going to carry this around no more. Like, did you watch, did you get a chance to watch her and Nisha and Shay last night on IG? I didn't. Okay. So if you, if you get a chance to, Nisha talks about how this movie moved in her so much, she forgave her dad. Wow. That is, that's like huge to us. Wow. You know, the lead actor talking about what this movie did for him, how it moved in him. That's big for us, you know, because that's, the, that's a lot of reason why we do this type of stuff now, mm-hmm. you know, so to hear, you know, someone like Nisha, who's, you know, loved by many and she's like, Hey, I'm, this movie taught me to forgive, forgive my dad for what he did. You know, I'm like, wow, okay, this movie did that? Okay, and so, but that's what, that's the type of uh, message that we're trying to get out, you know. No, that's great, that's great. You know? Forgiveness is, it's, it's difficult. And I don't think I realized how, until, um, you know, I made Centrally Brenda, which which has a, a message of forgiveness in it. And not yeah, until, you know, we went to, we did the forgiveness tour and um, I really, people were talking and, and giving testimonies and really asking questions and it's like man and you know what's funny at the time it's not funny but at the time that came out um the situation with the the cop that the white the she was she was a white woman and she she killed yeah she, in the apartment she killed the, the the black guy just in his apartment and then in the courtroom the guy's brother hugged her yeah and it was outrage online. And so it was to split and, and forgiveness. And so it showed me like the forgiveness is crazy. You can't, so there are like levels to people, there are certain levels, you know, and like, oh, I can forgive that, 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 and that. But then, you know, after these levels, these levels down here are unforgivable. And that's not biblical. <laughs> I, was so, I was so sad about that. Cause like, 
for people to get mad at that young man for forgiving her, like if that's if that's how he wanted to handle the situation, like who are you to be angry with him mm-hmm. for that? It's like that was his brother. Mm-hmm. Like you, how, how are you gonna tell him how he should feel? Like that might be how God is telling him to deal mm-hmm. with that situation. That should teach us something. I don't think I could have done it, mm-hmm. but for people to actually be angry with him for doing that, like I didn't understand that. That was so crazy to me. Yeah, no, it it is. It and it shows just how complex, you know, this forgiveness. And, and the levels of certain things that some people deem is unforgivable, but you know, it's biblical, you know, you must forgive. And like, I, I was, you know, I was reading a verse, it was in Matthew and it was saying like, you know, you bring your gifts and, and, and you know, your, your um, sacrifices to the altar. And if you have all with your brother, like, I don't want those, you know, I don't want your sacrifices and your gifts. You need to go and, and reconcile with your brother. And that is, that can be difficult. It, it definitely can, because I mean, in, in just the subject matter we deal with in a movie, this is somebody facing the person that murdered their child. Like that's, I couldn't even wrap my head around that, but we couldn't do that in our own power. Nothing but God can make mm-hmm. somebody do something like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, yeah, no, that's good. That's good. And so, no, it looks, the trailer looks great. Just the, the the just following you guys on social media, the behind the scenes. I know you guys posted a video. It was a while back, but it was behind the scenes, and, and people were talking about. I think it was the um, the lead actor. He was in the video. I think it was on Facebook, and he was just talking about how it's helped him so much. Um, and this was you know during production of it, and so it's just incredible to see how you know, it was changing. I'm sure it's incredible for you guys. See, like you just said, how it's changing your cast and crew and it's not even out yet. Just being in that atmosphere. And I'm sure there was a lot of testimonies on set and I'm sure you guys had a lot of conversations and stuff in that. And the and spirit of God was on set. And and I'm just excited to see um, what it does once it's released and you start getting those testimonies and those reviews. And um, talk about like i mean because of covid and all this stuff we it 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 sucks that we can't be you know in one room together watching it and you get that feedback in the room but what are i mean do you guys have plans beyond um the digital premiere i mean I guess once stuff starts opening up do you guys think about that um doing more with the film or um talk about that Well, uh, we definitely are in uncharted waters right now, especially with, you know, the COVID. And so we're kind of feeling our way through. Um, After we do this, we're just looking at our options, really trying to figure out what we can do Mm -hmm. because we've never done an online premiere before. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like, uh, well, just in your personal experience, you did film festivals. How how did that work out for you? Did you find that to be beneficial? Would you recommend it? So, like, so for for um, Brenda, actually, we went into it not even wanting to do film festivals, just because uh, at first, because some of them, you know, they hold the film up. Like, you got to wait to see if you got it, you get in. And so we were like, well, let's just put it out. We do screenings and then um that was initial was like i'm not doing any festivals then my wife was like she came and was like well maybe you should do something do some festivals i was like against you know right there i'm like no nah, no i don't want to do festivals i said i don't want to do festivals i don't want to do festivals so she was like she just kept pushing she just kept pushing and so then 
I was like, okay, I did a, I found, uh, discovered these monthly festivals. And so it is digital, they're digital festivals, but they, you submit your film and you find out if you get in like literally like the next month and you compete and then, um, you can win, you know, um, prizes. Sometimes you just win, you know, laurels. And so the first one I did was in Rome. I was like, what the heck? They just do Rome and it won. And so what that did was like, gave us um, just marketing and advertising. So we were putting up laurels. And so we picked up momentum from the Facebook audience. They're like, what is this film that keeps getting laurels? And so, and keeps, and so that helped us like, uh, pretty much push the film out in front of people. We've done we've done festivals. Um and like we've done the the Pan African, the ABS. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It hasn't been something that I feel like, okay, we just gotta do this. Cause yeah. even though we've been accepted and everything, it's like unless you're there able to promote boots on the ground, getting people in seats, you know, for your yeah. screenings, it's kinda like uh but yeah. I mean, it, it works for some people and you know, it, it's still a learning experience for us as far as the marketing aspect goes, because um, just, you know, transparency, like finding our audience has been a, a challenge, you yeah. know, so we're still learning. And I, I tell you, Ken, if, if you and your wife can go like, and I don't know, you know, because of the COVID, what's going to happen this year in January, but the, the, um, the uh, Sundance Film Festival. Oh yeah. Yeah, well, we 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 we've been saying we're gonna go every year now. We went two years in a row. Um, you know, I don't know what's gonna you know this happen this year. Um, uh, but we we want to go every year. I mean, it's just so much. It, it's it's a fun experience, a getaway. It's beautiful up in those mountains in yeah, the snow. Yeah. Uh, it's on one strip, basically. It's just really a great networking. Yeah, yeah, experience. networking, very great networking. Um, we tell anybody, man, like if, if y'all, if you can go get that experience. Michelle went with us this past year and she really liked it a lot, you know, so. And I think she says she's planning on going back, so, yeah. Yeah, I really appreciate you guys for, um for coming on. Um, for those of you listening, the, their film Turn of the Cheek drops Saturday, this Saturday on Vimeo, right? Yes. It's on eight Vimeo at eight o'clock on Vimeo. And uh, I'm going to put a link in the show notes for everyone to uh, click and pre-order the film. If you if you're watch, if you can pre you can pre-order before Saturday and then afterwards it's going to be up on Vimeo to, to purchase. Um, no, it'll no. only be on Vimeo the one night. So yeah. oh, if, wow. you catch it, if you don't catch it then, you got to wait till it's uh, released officially. Oh, like oh. Amazon and all that. So yeah, right. you want to catch the premiere. And the bonus I love about this one is that when you purchase it, you get to keep it. Oh, wow. Okay. On, Vimeo, on your Vimeo account. It's yeah, on yeah, forever. yeah. You get to keep it. You can't it. share it with other people, but it's on there forever for you to have and watch. So, So you all heard that. You know what I'm saying? Procrastinators out there. Right. You heard it. And when you post that link, it's very easy. Your link will send you right to it to purchase it. And then you're done. So So it's a one time it's only on Vimeo on Saturday for purchase. After that, you gotta wait. So yeah. definitely click the link right now. Go and pre-order the film and uh support 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 appreciate, appreciate you all appreciate you all so much um thank you all for being an example you know and just for staying at it for working at it 
grinding it out and um, just being a great example to, you know, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Um, Where can they find you all too? Um, What's your website? Uh, www.black hyphen or the dash sign smithenterprises.com or you can get us uh, blacksmithenterprises.com on Facebook, Instagram, or our individual pages, uh, Rocky Black and Janaya Black, J-A-N-A-Y-A. All right. I'll put that in the show notes as well. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.